What's going on, everybody? This is SecDevOps.ai. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be <laughs> back again. Who we got with us today? We got Napoleon Bing in the building. Yes, sir, we here do. To, here to help us out. What is going on, Napoleon? Nothing much. Just a beautiful day, beautiful Friday. So thankful yeah. to be here, thankful to be awake, thankful to be alive. I hear that, Thanks man. For the invite. Absolutely. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Napoleon Bing over the coming weeks. It's a must. It's a must. It's a must. <laughs> going to have to. We need the dev. We need the engineering. We need the threat intel. We need, we need all the We need everything. Set. So we're going to have a lot of interesting technical videos, lots of interesting Layer 8 conversations going mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. So this is just like a very exciting point. Yep, I'm excited. What do we got today? Today, we are going to unveil our Threat Intelligence Bot. Yes. Threat Ooh. Intel Bot. Huge. 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 Uh, and the reason why I think this is so important is just because, one, what we're sharing on the screen, you can read the description, but we have a lot of organizations that need to scale their questions. They need to ask a lot of threat intel related questions or maybe yep. query some type of API or endpoint right? and get messages either in a group chat or individually, this is definitely gonna, I think, open up that capability quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So the beautiful thing about this is, this is a simple version of that where we're actually querying a single source, but you could actually architect it to query multiple sources at one time. I remember when I didn't have any automation or, or a threat intelligence platform, I would have to go to disparate pages to look up information. I had to go look at URL void. I had to go look somewhere else and, and try to figure out everything. With this, you could probably pull it all. Yeah, huge, huge. What were your thoughts when we uh, were first putting this together? Uh, well, I've been an analyst before, <laughs> so um, I definitely know how it is to have to go to a bunch of different uh, data enrichment sources to um, ask those questions that you were mentioning earlier. Uh, and it does get tiring. You yeah, know, to have to wait for five minutes to upload an IOC, yep. get the data back, then determine, okay, what am I going to do with it? So uh, with the advent of, you know, these chat services like Slack and Jabber and, you know, all these other services out there, um, being able to allow analysts to um, speak with each other and share information much more quickly than email, um, something like this is definitely invaluable in the uh, analyst workspace. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that being said, let's go ahead and scroll down and take a look at the architecture. So it's a pretty simple architecture. There's not it much is. to it. The more simple things are, the better, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> Maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Huge. <laughs> the, the more pieces you have, the more you got to maintain. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, and what are we maintaining? We're mainly maintaining this serverless.yaml file. I'm a serverless fan for life yeah. after this. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. It's yeah. so simple to use. So how long did it take us to really get everything set up and get the code in place? It was like just one Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, maybe 30 minutes after like a full walkthrough of how to actually set everything up. Right. Maybe like a full 30 minutes to get everything perfectly set up and running. And there were only like a couple like troubleshooting things that we were dealing with. And there were like simple mistakes that mm -hmm. we were making, not necessarily having to do with the technology. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was uh, pretty straightforward. I think that the, the biggest hiccup was really just getting all of the, the keys, like getting your Slack yep. API key, yeah. getting your AWS token. Yeah. We should also mention <laughs> that we all built this at the same time. Like we were doing some pair programming, but we actually had our own individual instances as we built it. Yep. 
So when we, uh, for anyone that hasn't used serverless, serverless is an awesome framework for dynamically deploying applications to uh, AWS or GCP. In our network architecture, you can see that uh, we we did define our architecture and our kind of our layout or, or infrastructure in a serverless.yaml file. And then once we deployed it, it's all one command, which is the best part. Oh, it's, <laughs> it is the coolest part. Yeah, yeah. This, this actually changed my life right here. I, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know that it was just this simple. Uh, yeah. to implement serverless into yeah, the architecture. So he did it before I did, and he came home and was like, Chris, <laughs> wait till you serverless deploy. <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> but so, it was pretty cool. So what do we mean by that? This is the command that pushes out uh, all of our files for us. So once we run this serverless, dot deplo serverless deploy uh, command, it will look at that serverless YAML file, uh, look at which Python uh uh, Python files will need their own Lambda and right. then places that Lambda in AWS or GCP for us. Mm -hmm. For the sake of this example, we went ahead with AWS. It was the most straightforward. Uh, no rhyme or reason behind uh, the cloud provider that we chose or the threat intel provider. It was kind of just what was available and convenient for us at the time. Do you want to kind of let everybody know if they aren't familiar what a Lambda function is? Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Uh, nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't put you on the spot. <laughs> I was like, Woo, unless, that's unless you want to be. I was I was gonna give it a shot. Yeah, it's, 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 rec it. it's recorded. So yeah, I mean, if I if I mess it up, you know, we can we can go back. Um, but yeah, so a lambda function is just a quick uh, lambda. Yeah, a lambda function is just a quick way to um, kind of run at on an ad hoc basis uh, functions in your code. Um, in this case, well, should I get into that? Like, what are we doing in this yeah. case? Let's, yeah, let's go yeah for absolutely. It. Okay. Um, in this case, for um, the thread intel bot, we have um, our function in order to query our data enrichment source. In this case, passive total. Um, so once we run the thread intel query from Slack. Um, it'll fire up this AWS Lambda function, and that function will kick off the query to passive total. Absolutely. Well said. Wow. Well said. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said that any better, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you took the wheel on that. Right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into our serverless YAML file, give everyone a taste of yep. what it looks like and what they can expect. I'll zoom in on it. All right, so you might as well keep walking us through it, Mr. Bing. <laughs> All right, so here is our serverless uh, YAML, kind of where we specify um, all the specifics on what um, we want our Lambda function to uh, to be included in our Lambda function. Yep. Uh, so as we can see, um, we're specifying AWS as our cloud provider, our Python version, um, where we're, what region we're staging it in, um, and then we also have our, our tokens that we're storing in environment variables. Yep. Uh, if we scroll on down we can see where we specify here uh, the actual function that we're going to place in our lambda once the serverless deploy um, once we implement the serverless deploy command yeah yep there is also this uh interesting line here that maybe if someone hasn't used serverless they don't necessarily know what this this line means uh, what this will do is it will pass through pretty much any http requests that is sent to our API endpoint. Mm -hmm. And I had to put this here because when Slack sends us messages, it doesn't have 
the expected headers or uh, there's some some data artifact that's not existent. Right. And so we're just saying pass everything on through to this Lambda function. One of the things that we should probably point out are is this piece, the environment variables. Mm -hmm. So the, when the Lambda function spawn, they will have these environment variables, but this is kind of referencing something that we haven't touched on yet. What is this custom secret Slack channel? Well, uh, if we check out the git ignore, we should see mm -hmm. that this file should not be uploaded to GitHub. So right. if you name this file secrets.yaml that stores your environment variables, which are your sensitive information, your, mm -hmm. your, your API keys, uh, we won't upload that to GitHub. But I went ahead and pasted in an example of what a secrets.yaml file should have. <clears throat> So if we look at it, uh, we have different environments, different staging environments. So uh, based off of our serverless.yaml file, we can say, I want this, uh, this time I deploy, I want it to go to dev. This mm -hmm. time I, I deploy, I want it to go to staging. And if we do it like this, then each, of, uh, each time we deploy, there'll be different URLs. So yep. we can have, we can testly, we can safely test uh, something in our dev and stage environment before we go into prod. Yep. Nice. Can you show them uh, where we specify the dev stage and prod? Yeah. Uh, so this is the first reference. So in the serverless.yaml file, it's referencing these environment variables. Based off of which staging environment we said uh, this uh, run is going to be deployed in, it will pull the environment variables based off of uh, this part of the YAML. So we will go back to serverless.yaml and we'll see that there is a line that is defined here for which staging environment we're deploying to. Right. Yes. So without further ado, should we go ahead and run the threat intel bot? Let's run it. Yeah. Awesome. Drum roll, please. Yes. We've <laughs> pasted the requirements that you'll need to get started uh, below here in the GitHub uh, page. The GitHub page will be in the show notes, so if you want to run through this yourself, uh, definitely encourage it. So here we go. Let's go ahead and zoom in here on our Slack window, and we will search secdevops.ai. Let's do it. We've created a forward slash command, and we can uh, pass in indicators and have the bot enrich it for us. Right. All right, we passed it to our bot, and our bot uh, gave us some output, and it provided the results from passive total. Yep. Nice. And one of the things that I really liked what we did uh, with the bot was we threaded the responses. Right. We didn't want it to be this big blob of mess that just piles in the window, and you have to scroll and scroll. So people that wanted to see the results, they can pop into the thread. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So with all of this being said, you know, we, we're going out to passive total. We're doing some enrichment, getting some good data. Where, what are some things that you guys would like to see? Let's throw a challenge to whoever is viewing mm -hmm. and have them make their own changes. What, what's something that you guys would like to see added to the Slack bot? So one challenge I'd like to see is to pull from a minimum of two sources from one input. Yes. That's what I would want to see. I think that'd be pretty cool. Challenge number one. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> nice. What would you like to see? Um, I think I would like to see um, um, 
different types of IOCs be able to be enriched. Yeah. Uh, so right now we're doing domains. We kept it pretty simple, which mm -hmm. is which is nice. But let's throw out some different IOCs that yeah. we you know that we may find out there in the wild. I like let's that see a lot. Those get enriched as well. Yeah, yeah. love it. Stole my answer. Ooh, <laughs> now you got to come up with one on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the exact answer, but it yeah. was kind of around. I was gonna say let's apply some regex to, you know, pass yep. in to different endpoints. But my my challenge for anyone that is uh, is viewing is to put an image. You know, we deal a lot with URLs and IP addresses. Uh, get the geolocation for that specific indicator, and also throw that into the results. Very nice. Yeah, that'd like be that. pretty cool. That would be cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to have a part two to this. We're going to go into the nuts and bolts and really yep. get down and dirty and explain how we completed this start to finish. But what we have on GitHub is a great starting point for Absolutely. anyone running it or building upon it. Yep. Yeah, and we might even continue and just continue to build and see how far we can actually take it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I say we take on the challenges ourselves. Let's show the let's show the you know the viewers that we're not afraid of the challenges that we're posing to them. Absolutely, so, that's yeah. what we live by. Excellent. All right, all right. We'll see everybody in the next one. See you next time. All right. Thanks, everybody.